ready. I'm ready. Here we go again. I'm ready. Time for more hysterical history time. I'm ready. With me, Alexis. And me, Haley. I'm ready. Bow. That's our new song. <laughs> wow. It's too bad we already paid someone to do yeah. like a sing song. A real one. <laughs> we could have just done that. Wow. Wouldn't you love to hear that every time a new episode starts? <laughs> Ew. I'm ready. Alexis and Haley. Hysterical history. I'm ready. <laughs> it's like no notes. It's like two <laughs> notes. Uh, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to podcast for all of your funny history needs. We're here for you. We are here for you. <laughs> I didn't mean to sound like, I was trying to sound like a radio <laughs> DJ, but I didn't sound like a robot. <laughs> we are here for you. Beep boop bop. Ready for the history time. Alien robot voice. Aren't you having fun? Uh, and today we're doing presidents who receive gifts that are alive. <laughs> I am alive. <laughs> Inside. Beep boo. What is love? What is life? <laughs> They're not robots. Robots are not alive. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I wonder if any presidents have received robots. I mean, I guess uh, probably. There's got to be somebody. Like, you know those old, <laughs> like, stupid robo-dogs from yeah. the 90s? Yes. I, I had one of those. I, I hope uh, George W. got one of oh, those. Oh, that'd be amazing. Like, one of those, like, just ridiculous yeah. robo-dogs. Awesome. <laughs> I did. I remember getting one for Christmas. I remember really wanting one, but we were we were too poor. That's fair. Yeah. Mine wasn't, like, fancy. It was, mm-hmm. like... None of, them were, none of them were fancy. I, I, it wasn't even like the main one. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like the closest I got was a Furby. Yeah, which you Oof. always you always got tired of them and just like hid them under your bed. Oh, they just talk about Satan. Yeah, and then like in the middle of the night they would wake up and be like, "I love you." <laughs> like, no, nope. You no, gotta no. you gotta drag it out from under the <laughs> darkness and beat it with a baseball bat until it shut up. Yep. So that's what, what that's what being a '90s kid is all about. It was a great time. <laughs> It's a great time. The greatest. You had to go to war with your pets. Yep. It was them or you. <laughs> the robots were taking over. Um, well, I have to uh, do an aside real quick. Uh, I saw this meme for a history meme that I need to post when we post this episode. But it was uh, somebody said, like, I just want to go back in time and just, like, bring, you know, modern technology and just scare them. Like, just yeah. wreak havoc on them. <laughs> yes. And then someone said, go to, like, a Roman Senate and just release a Roomba. And they're like, oh. <laughs> What? No. <laughs> what is it doing? <laughs> and like it stops and like, oh, and it starts oh. like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. I'm like, I love the idea of just playing brains. <laughs> That's all I would do. It's incredible. It's such I, a good idea. I've talked about it before. My one dream is just to time travel with a boom box yeah. and just like play music to different people and see how they like it. Gosh, they have, I feel like they just freak out. I mean, yeah. Like it would be so <laughs> different that they'd like be like, what is the evil music? <laughs> What if it was like a really small speaker? Yeah, and they like couldn't tell where the music was coming Ooh, from. Yeah, and you're just like dancing around. They're like, "What kind of witchcraft?" <laughs> they just they're they, gonna kill you. They just burn me. Yeah, totally. I'd, I'd have to like cosplay a dude so they wouldn't immediately <laughs> yeah. murder me. So that they'd be like, well, "That's okay. He's just a wizard. He's you know, only wizard." Put on my costume beard and a binder and just be like, "Let's jam to some jazz." Yeah, put on some muzak and they're just like, "This is terrible. Uh, this is the worst thing I've ever heard." Where are you from? Like, I'm from the future. And they're like. Is that in Germany? I don't What? <laughs> and Where then is the if, future? You, if you go back really far, they're like, Are you an angel? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm like, yeah, let's listen to some smooth jazz. So we did our episode about 
presents receiving inanimate objects, mm-hmm. a lot of which are food related. Yeah. Uh, you know, lemons that look like pigs, mm-hmm. uh, giant wheels of cheese, and jelly belly portraits. Yeah. It's a great time. I'm surprised at the lack of like decorative pens. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they exist. They just don't make lists like that. <laughs> They're <laughs> there, exciting enough. There were, however, some nice rugs. There were. One. Yep. Nice. Impressive. They were nice. It's impressive. They look nice. It's probably nice. I would I would love to have that rug. <laughs> that would I'm gonna break in the National Archives, steal the Clinton rug. <laughs> we need to steal the National <laughs> Clinton rug. It's such a weird highest movie. <laughs> it's like because you know, it's like Declaration of Independence yeah. so dramatic and it's like, why are we stealing this rug? And it's like, I want it for my living room. It would take them so long to figure out what was stolen. They're yeah. like, some it was broken into. Is anything missing? They're like, it took I don't, something. I, I don't guess. think so. And they're like, wait, no, the Clinton rug. And they're like, eh. Well, <laughs> I guess. Who cares? Dude? I mean well, that's too bad. Should we tell them? No. No, they don't care. That would be so what how funny would that be? <laughs> they just wouldn't even care. To just like put it in your living room. They'd only be worried that you stole something else. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> just have the Clintons on your floor. <laughs> but today is Aminos. Aminos. It's alive things, but like they're all animals, so Oh, oh, you had a look and you're like, they're all alive things. You did like quote fingers. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh I thought no. you, I thought it was gonna be like some of them. Like were alive, <laughs> like dead. Like some of them were going to be like fur, yeah, or like stuffed. No, okay, it's okay. Don't but worry about. There's that. no vegetables. There's no trees. How enchanting would it be if what if like Teddy Roosevelt had a seaweed wrap facial or something? <laughs> and that's his gift. That's his gift. Yeah, that's alive. And he's like, I love this. It's the best. Isn't nature grand? <laughs> Life is so amazing. <laughs> Everything that nature gives me is beautiful. Is the best. Okay. So our first one, Thomas Jefferson, mm-hmm. who has, we already established, a history of not accepting gifts. But also a history of, like, really being impressed with the American wildlife situation. Yes. And, like, wanting it in his face. Yes. Uh, and so he, uh, like I said, doesn't accept gifts. Including, like, things from foreign dignitaries he won't accept. It's not just mm-hmm. even the people. It's like, mm-mm. mm-mm. D- no, thank you. Uh, or, like, he pays for it. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> he has to own it first. Yeah. In 1806, the Tunisian ambassador is visiting oh, America. awkward. And he brings four horses, Arabian horses. Oh. And Thomas Jefferson accepts them. <laughs> yeah. However, only to sell them to pay for the Tunisian ambassador's visit. <laughs> Oh. Because of all the stuff they gave him, like, lavished him with, like, food and, like, wined and dined him. Wow. So he's like, I'll keep them just so that we can, like, break even on that. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's the most reasonable reason to accept <laughs> a gift from someone. Although I bet you would have made way more money and paid for it over if you'd kept the horses and just collected stud fees. Probably. I mean, let's be honest. Is there, like, because I know horse people get really into lineages. Yeah. Uh, do these horses still have lineages today? I don't know. Like people will like these are related to the Tunisian ambassador's horses. I don't not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Like probably in horse circles I can tell you. <laughs> but I didn't read any horse blogs about it. <laughs> sure. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh however, later in the episode we have a similar situation mm-hmm. and there are relatives of those animals that are descended. Okay. So Yes and no. Mm-hmm, yes. Not this, but later. Yes, but later. Also, you were talking about Thomas Jefferson liking 
animals. Yes. Being really into it. You did a whole episode about him and uh, moose his and stuff. M- moose obsession. Loves it. He's like, America has way bigger moose than you do. And then he shipped a rotten one to Europe. And he's like, see? <laughs> so gross. See how big it is? And they're like, why are you like this? It's way bigger than yours. Stop being like this. <laughs> You're so gross, Thomas. Why are you like this? But because of his love of animals... Um, Captain Zebulon Pike. That's not real. <laughs> no. Yep, that's his name. <laughs> Captain Zebulon Pike. He wants to give a present to Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, they live in the same area. He's of time. from a spaceship. And you know what he's going to give him? His spaceship? Two grizzly bear cubs. Oh. No. Wrong president. No, no. Hmm. <laughs> Wrong for, yeah, that's for Roosevelt. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt, he likes bears. Yeah, or maybe Adams, just to prank him. <laughs> maybe Adams. You want a bear? How about two bears? <laughs> How about two bears? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm Zebulon Pike and have some bears. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, what? do not do this. What did he do with the bears? Um... He knows that, like, he knows their bears are different than European bears, mm-hmm. but he still wants them. Yeah. Just to t- I, see how they're different. I bet they're bigger, huh? Yeah. I bet they're bigger, John. Um, yeah, so he gives it to him, and in the letter he states they were considered by the natives of that country as the most ferocious animals of the continent. Okay. So he just took some yeah. from some nearby natives. He's like, you got bears? <laughs> you got any bears? You know where the baby bears are that I can steal from the mom? Oh. Good plan. Um, oh, no. He does get them, and he gives them to Jefferson. And it says, out of sheer politeness, Jefferson kept the bears <laughs> at the White House for no. two months. No. Two months. Is this the same time as a cheese? Is he feeding the bears the cheese? How cute. Adorable. That's a two-month sitcom, if I ever heard While it. finding a more permanent home for them in the Peel Museum, eventually. He just gave them to the museum? Yeah. These live bears belong in a museum. <laughs> like, just let them go or, like, put them back. No. No. What I did, mean, I guess it would be such a waste if you already brought them to you to just let them go. What did the and mu- it's dangerous. What did the museum do with them? I think they just kept them. I, I think it's, like, they probably, like, a zoo portion. Okay. You know, because museums, like, nowadays are very strictly, like, indoor yeah. art thingies. Um, but they used to be more loosey-goosey. It's just, like, apparently a place to go look at stuff. With live bears. <laughs> They're like, look at this beautiful <laughs> painting. Also, two baby grizzly bears. People would love going to, like, listen, the, the Smithsonian's great. Yeah. But it's going to be way more exciting if you know there are two bears loose in the building. <laughs> loose. They're not loose in the museum. <laughs> they might be loose they in the building. <laughs> there are two bears loose in the building. Mm-hmm. We don't know where they are, but you'll find out. Yeah. Have fun. It's just a lot. And I'm like, why would you do this? Oh, my gosh. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas. I love this, though, because it just really paints Jefferson as, like, someone who's trying so hard to be polite. He's so, like, long-suffering. Like, he can't say no to bears or horses or cheese. He just, he's trying so hard not to offend people. Right. And I appreciate that. So probably not. I didn't remember mm-hmm. any of the dates, but in my mind, there's like a period of a couple months where he has four rare horses and a giant wheel of cheese and two bears, and they're just all over his house. It's possible. Yeah. I'm assuming he sold those horses pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like, they're pretty cool. Probably people want them pretty bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's an option, definitely. And mm-hmm. I'm like, either way, this is the fact that he successively has a problem with these horses and then the bears and then the cheese probably in that order is like, that's a lot to deal with when you're also just trying to be president and like figure it out. 
Adam's um, never had to deal with this. <laughs> I remember. I was vice president. He was fine. I remember. It was so boring. What's happening? No one no one liked him, and it was fine. No one gave him gifts. Right. Right, and Thomas Jefferson also has to deal with, like, the Louisiana Purchase and, like, Napoleon in general. <laughs> yeah. I've never thought about Jefferson, like, that Jefferson's president when Napoleon's in charge of France. Oh, yeah. And, like, how unhappy he has to be about that like mm-hmm. how deeply painful that is when he's like the one arguing for us to help the french be free and then they have a dictator and he's like this is your guys's fault cool whose fault is this it's you but then he also gets to uh like shortchange the emperor like real good because he can't take control of his empire and it's just true. like like double the size of his own country it's true but it's like it's got to be so sad for him that like france is like this that france like lit itself on fire yeah. There at the end. And he's like, we could have helped them. Mm. But. Oh, well, anyway. If only we had sent them cheese wheels. If only we sent them the bears. <laughs> <laughs> Everything bears, would be better. Bears laden with cheese. <laughs> bears, cheese, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the American way. Next, you said that who should have received the bears? Adams. Other one. Oh, Teddy. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt. But you know what he does receive? Live things? Yeah. Uh, goats. Nope. Rams. Nope. Is it a predator animal? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, uh, a cougar. No. Um, Close-ish? Wolves. Closer? Uh, coyotes. Yeah. Yeah. Coyote. So, uh, he's, <laughs> I have a quote that says, very little is known about the coyote. <laughs> Okay. Not even if he had a name. Oh. But. His name's Wiley. The reason we know about him is because this guy wrote uh, about working at the White House. Oh, my gosh. He was a White House staffer named Ira R. T. Smith during Teddy Roosevelt's uh, reign as president. Wow. And when he retires, he writes this book, uh, Dear Mr. President. Oh. About some of the things he sees. Uh, oh. And the coyote's in there. Oh, I really want to read that. It sounds great. <laughs> Amazing. Honestly, I wish every single staffer of the White House would write a book when they retire, please. Yeah. I want to know at all times what's happening in there. I want to know all the with things. With all the weird people. That you saw. Especially, like, I think, like, I'm like, could there be a better president for you to write about than Teddy Roosevelt, though, right. being in there? I'm like, that's the most I want to know about, specifically. Yeah. Please. <laughs> because you'll wake up and they'll just be like, a coyote in the in the room, right? Like I would also like to hear about the cheese from people who had to live in the White House or like who yeah. are there every day from either president who had the giant cheese. But day four hundred and seventy two. The cheese. The cheese has begun to grate on my brain. <laughs> Jackson has started saying what cheese? I'm less intolerant every <laughs> yeah. time anyone brings it up. What cheese? I won't hear of cheese. Shut up. I've, if there was cheese, I could smell it, he says, clearly not smelling, like clearly holding his breath, holding his nose. Don't make me get the stick. <laughs> but so the coyote's in the book, and he says specifically, uh, the gifts coming to the president covered an incredible range. Oh, my God. A coyote sent to Teddy Roosevelt terrorized the White House offices oh. when it escaped from its crate, oh. but turned out to be as playful as a puppy. Oh, my gosh. But they're like, why is it out? <laughs> He let it Just out. Let's be real. He let it I out. I mean, 
Nothing makes more sense to me than there being coyotes just running around the White House like, when Teddy yeah. Roosevelt's president. Honestly, like, there's, like I'm imagining his office as being more of a wildlife reserve yeah. anyway. Yeah, he apparently had a lot of animals. It was just like the coyote that got specific mention and attention because mm-hmm. of it being a predator and also <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. being in the White House. The janitorial staff had a lot to deal with during his administration. Yeah. And we don't know, like, where it was from or how long it lived or anything because nobody really talked about it. But most of the animals that were received by the Roosevelts that were, like, exotic, uh, mm-hmm. they gave to the National Zoo. Um, so it's probably where it went, Yeah, people assume. <laughs> One of the staffers finally was like, no more. No, we can't. No more. They need to go to the zoo, buddy. We can't, Teddy. It's scary in here. We can't. That's like I was listening to that podcast I told you about, um, the Over My Dead Body, about Joe Exotic. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other woman, the other person in the story who, um, like, takes care of animals, she's got, like, a sanctuary. And she says at first that they bought this, like, bobcat, I think was the first one. And then it would just, like, terrorize them in their house. And I'm like, why is it in the house? Why? (laughs) That's, you didn't plan for this. What are you doing? And then she says that they built, like, cages for them, but not for the animals. They built cages for themselves. Like, she says she built a cage around her desk so that she could actually get work done without the big cats coming and trying to, like, bug her or attack her. You took the exact opposite (laughs) method to deal with this. Yeah, there's, like, she said there was, like, 12 large cats at the time just running around her house. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no. She did, like, a shark cage method. Yeah. She's like, listen. Of herself. The house belongs to the cats. I just exist here in the bubble. When she said cage i was like yeah for the animals and she was like for no, me no and God. i'm like bobcats are so big though they're like well and like they're enormous she also had like panthers and stuff it oh was, my god it was like not just bobcats what it's crazy no you don't have a you sanctuary have well no not at that point she does later you you have to listen <laughs> that's not a sanctuary that's it, no just, well it wasn't she even says it wasn't yeah. at the time okay it is eventually a sanctuary but. um don't start buying large <laughs> predators. Yeah, probably uh, not. If you don't like have somewhere to put them, and your house is not somewhere to put them, it turns out okay for her though. I think. Yeah, she does a good. She evolves her stuff pretty quick. And oh she's my okay. gosh, I can't believe! <laughs> I can't believe she just made like a cage for yeah. herself inside. That's her the house. White House. You yeah. know, people just <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's in his cage, and they're like. The Oval Mr. Office. Roosevelt, he's like busy writing his biography of Governor yeah. Morris, and he's like, "What do you want? What?" I'm writing as the animals. <laughs> and they're like, um, people are worried about them. And he's like, just get in the cage. A coyote wants food. We don't, all we have is cheese. <laughs> so I mentioned to you in the previous episode that, you know, people who received cheese, it was either compliment cheese or insult cheese. Oh, yeah. Strong feelings about cheese. Cheese always is imbued with very strong emotion. Yes. And that some of these live gifts are. As far as I can tell, an insult. Mm, um, that's exciting. Animal gift yeah. that I'm like, this is a lot. You send a president a skunk. What is the message meant to be? <laughs> this is so aggressive. <laughs> um, so we're talking about JFK ooh, is ooh, given a ooh. dog. Okay. Uh, How can a dog be an aggressive gift? <laughs> oh, you'll see. <laughs> so Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev oh, gives mm-hmm. JFK a dog. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's seemingly nice. And just then, like, present. The, the next week they shoot a dog into space. <laughs> nope. Okay. Um, so he gives him a dog named Pushinka. 
You're not allowed to name a dog and then, and then give, give it. And then give it. That's not chill. The person names the gift. Um, but Pushinka is an offspring from the dog that the Soviets sent into space. Yeah. So it's an insult of like, look, we're better than you. Here's a dog. <laughs> and I'm like, that's yeah. rude. First of all, the fact that you sent a dog into space to just die is rude. Mm-hmm. And uh, second of all... Like that you're like, we'll give one of the puppies to them to be is an insult. I'm yeah. like, you shouldn't use dogs to insult people. It's rude. <laughs> it's so mean. As a gift. This is this is a pup of a winner. And then it's like, what do you do with it? You Kennedy? You raise it with love. What are you talking about? He does. Yeah. Uh he keeps it. And apparently right after that he uh I mean what you really should do is you should send it. With the astronauts just on a trip. Yeah. And then bring it back safe and be like, yeah. that's how you do. Nailed it. That's how you do Nailed it. Nailed it. Right. And I told this to my niece, right? We were talking about this because uh, I was talking to my sister about it. And she was like, they just sent it into space, like a dog. And I was like, yeah, other stuff too. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, why? And I'm like, to see if they could get there, you know? Yeah, because they weren't sure, like, if people could even survive. Yes. And then she's like, they didn't try to get them back. And I was like... No. They couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, it's really hard to do, and they were not prepared to do that, you know. But she was, like, very bothered by the fact that they're, like, shooting dogs and monkeys into space to yeah. die. And I'm like, also, I am bothered by it. Yeah. I understand. Like, I get why they were doing it, but also it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. But if I was learning about it for the first time right now when I was, like, 14, I would be pretty upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get it. I know. You couldn't have even used, like, a less personable animal yeah right something people don't like as much no dog no they they loved using dogs in russia for experiments like really you couldn't have because like i guess it's like a size issue because i'm like just send like a goat but i'm like goats are big yeah use a baby goat then it sounds sad again (laughs) yeah Um, monkeys are expensive like a small pig pig would have been a good idea yeah like do a small pig and then it's like physiologically more similar anyway to humans yeah it makes more sense but if you send a dog it's like that's my pet yeah send something that people eat Mm -hmm. then they won't be as mad send food yeah um no one will be sad if you send food into space but i'm sure our listeners know about other experiments that the russians (laughs) did with dogs and i like because my niece said that like oh that's horrible i'm like not the worst thing they've done to a dog the worst uh and then she's like what else did they do and i'm like i'm not gonna tell you it's gonna Mm. upset you like she was pretty upset that they just sent a dog into space (laughs) so i was like it's a lot worse it i don't want you to know actually like i know you're a teenager but you can look it up if you really want to know but i'd say I'm not going to break that to you. No. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Looking out for you, Kenzie. And there's, like, some hearsay that, like, maybe those weren't real experiments and maybe they were staged. But I'm like, it's still really hard to watch. Yep. It's still terrible. It's still really and I, bad. And I still bet you, even if they're fake, that they still did worse things to dogs than shoot one into space. Oh, yeah. There's mm-hmm. so much worse that you can do to a dog. Yeah. And even if that experiment wasn't real, um, like... Why wouldn't you have tried? Yeah. If you thought of it, why wouldn't you have tried? Yeah, right. Makes sense to me. Why, why not? If it's like, what, the 40s, the 50s? Yeah. And we're still loosey-goosey morally about what you should do to animals. Right. Um, but so, yeah, Kennedys get the dog. They keep the dog. It's their family pet. They love it. So, I mean, really, that's like jokes on you. I love this dog. <laughs> I love it. It's Now it's, it just lives in the White House with us. <laughs> it's like, what if they implanted it with, like, a recording device? Oh, my god, That's what they should have done. That's what, Oh, that's brilliant. You stupid Russians. <laughs> on the other hand, how easy is it to scan a dog? 
I don't know. In the 60s? I don't know. Don't they have, like, you know, just, like, metal detectors? Would they? In the 60s? Like, I mean, would they scan the dog? Like, would they be that worried about the dog? I have no idea. That's true. Like, this is when there's, like, no TSA, loosey-goosey plane rules. I don't know. I feel like of the president (laughs) from the Russians, they would be... You know, they might check the dog. He was in an open motorcade and got assassinated. <laughs> but not by the Russians. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> Our new theory. The Russians did it. It was the Soviets. It's because of the dog. <laughs> They're spying. The dog was in the crowd. <laughs> he was the sleeper agent. He's on the grassy knoll. It's the dog who did it. The dog. Oh, my gosh. The but dog also, did it. He's like, we're going to put a man on the moon. And then we do. So <laughs> we do. Sucks to suck. Oh, my gosh. And that dog has puppies, so there are so. possibly little puppies descended from that insult dog little running around. Little poppers. Hi, little babies. What if they made a little a little dog spacesuit and they the dog mm, went to the moon? That would be so cute. But so dangerous. Right. We, we wouldn't threaten a dog <laughs> like, like that. You can't. We're only going to kill people. Because, like, what if you were the astronaut? Like, what if you're Buzz Aldrin and you accidentally kill the president's dog? <gasps> like... He's like, I'm just going to stay here on the moon. That's Um, okay. I'll just be. I'm just going to take off my helmet real quick, take a nice deep breath of nothing. I'm just going to, you go on without me. Yeah, see you later, but I hope you make it back, not me. I have to stay here and bury the dog. He's like when football players like miss a play and they just lay down on the (laughs) Just stay down. (laughs) It's over. Just planks on the floor. Um, When you look up, think of me and the dog. So, George H.W. Bush, Mm -hmm. what would you give to him if you were giving a gift of an animal? To the president. A manatee. <laughs> this is worse. <laughs> it's worse. Yeah. A polar bear. Nope. But what could be worse than a feels polar? similar as far as, like, danger. <laughs> uh, what is similar to a polar bear in danger but worse than a manatee? <laughs> this, this is a weird this logic is problem. a fun riddle. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, some kind of, is it a reptile? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Is it a uh, crocodile? No. Is it's volume? Are crocodiles amphibians? Are they reptiles? They're reptiles. Okay. I don't know. They're reptiles. Amphibians uh, are not scaly. Sure. Generally, they're more like frogs. Frogs. Right. They have to stay wet. Yeah. Okay. Um, snakes. No. Snake. Uh, so it's got to be like a toad or a lizard. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is it a poison toad? No. Ooh, poison snake, not snake, lizard. Yeah. Ooh, is it a Gila monster? No. No. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know my lizards so, as well. Uh, is it the one that, like, spouts blood from its eye? What I, is that? I don't think so. Okay, what is it? It's a Komodo dragon. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a stretch for poison, but I'll, I'll take it. They're, like, it. venomous in their bite, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> They're, they have a really, they have a complicated mouth flora. Yeah, but it'll effing kill you. It'll so it's not poisonous. It'll wreck you up. But it's it'll kill you. Okay, yeah, I can see how that's worse than a manatee, but uh-huh. on par with a polar, polar bear. bear. Okay. And as far as like, is it going to kill you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, if, if it's given the opportunity. <laughs> I was thinking like, I want something that'll be like an animal, but also be a like, hey, you know your climate change stuff? Keep on that. Do it. Keep doing that. Mm. Don't be pressured. <laughs> but you better. By business people, keep doing it. Not, not you, buddy. 
But so, yeah, in 1990, the president of Indonesia gives President H.W. Bush a Komodo dragon for a present. How big was it? I, it's got, I mean, they're huge. Like, well, it's got to be big. When they grow up, they're big, but maybe it was a baby. I can't imagine them giving him a baby one because then it like, looks stupid. You know, you got to give him a big one. Because you're like, I'm cool. Look how cool it is. Part of your gift is that, like, it makes you look cool. That's true. But, gosh, they get they get pretty big. <laughs> I have a quote that says, Perhaps worried that the venomous flesh-eating lizard wouldn't play nice with the first dog, Millie. <laughs> Where's Millie? Bush donated the dragon, named Naga. Hi. Nice. Um, to the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I like that it's both. Yeah. The zoo and the botanical it's like garden. Both. That because that, like you said earlier about the museum, it just like running around bears. That makes it sound like these this dragon's just running around a garden. Yeah, I'm trying to find like pictures of people next to these things. They're humongous. They they like get really big. They're huge. They're, There's you, a reason they're called dragons. You look at them and you're like, that's too big for a lizard. That's not good. Um apparently Naga sired thirty two offspring in America. Oh, um, before it, abdo- it died of an abdominal infection at oh. the age of 24 in 2007. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but everybody was obsessed with it in Cincinnati. Like, that's why you went to the zoo. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, they said it's responsible for uh, one million visits every year that's at that zoo. That's so cool. Yeah. So it became a big thing. Now, George W. Bush is also given an animal. Guess. Is it a <laughs> monkey? Nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> Um, I feel, gosh, I feel like I should know that one because now we're getting into like living memory, but I'm like, I don't, sure. I don't remember. It's, I don't think they reported on it. On that. I mean, maybe they did on the news as like a funny thing, mm-hmm. but, um, no, he's, he gets a puppy. Okay. But he has a problem. Mm. There you have a dog. He's president. He doesn't have time to take care of a puppy. Isn't that why you have kids? And he's like, what do I do with it? You give it to your kids. <laughs> So he's given this puppy by the president of Bulgaria. <laughs> he's like, here's a puppy. Which I'm also like, it's a weird present. <laughs> it's, it's eating puppy. You eat it. It's eating. <laughs> you eat the puppy. We don't actually think Bulgarians eat puppies. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he gets this puppy and he's like, I don't know what to do with this. Because, like I said, he doesn't want to keep it. They already have a dog. Yeah. You can't give it to a zoo because it's a dog. <laughs> You give it give it to your dad's Komodo dragon. You can't give it to the National Archives because it's alive. <laughs> no, I mean... They won't take it. Just wait. So he's like, what do I do with the dog? Just put it down the chute and they'll so, deal with it. He buys the dog from the government for $430 because oh. it doesn't belong to him. Oh, okay. It belongs to the government because it's given to him sure. goes straight to the government. Sure. So he purchases it from the government uh-huh. and then gives it to a family friend. Oh, okay. Or sells it to them. I don't actually know. Sure. But uh, they they keep it and they love the dog. Oh well, that's much easier than I thought. <laughs> it's a great time it would be. <laughs> but I just uh. love that they give him a puppy and he's like, "What am I supposed? I can't." Ugh. You raise it, George. <laughs> he already has a dog. What about your? Doesn't you your brother want a dog? You can't house train a puppy when you're in the White House. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Worst things have been it's done. Gotta come ready to go. Worst things have been done to those carpets. It's been worse, definitely. Way worse things. Okay, what does Nixon get? For a present. From, boy, this is a foreigner also from a dignitary. Gives boy, what don't he get? A present. What don't he get? Actually, first you tell us about the your Nixon story about animals oh, that I didn't know. Sure. So when – this is before he's president. When he yeah. is senator of California and he's running for VP, he is involved in some sketchy like money dealings from yeah. – like people are giving him money and like – 
ways that aren't like kosher kosher and people are like hey why people are like giving you money and it's weird and you shouldn't be getting that um, money and it's is it is it like personal money is it like constituent money right, like and donations what's happening donate what's happening where's the money coming from and like why what are you using it for it's like yeah. per, your personal use money what are you doing what do you, it's, it seems shady yeah so he goes on um like radio slash television he gives a long-winded speech about yeah it's crazy Crazy long. <laughs> like how not shady it is and like how you should be thanking him because he doesn't want to use taxpayer money for all of these government trips and like, you know, don't it's worry. It's ridiculous. Don't worry about it. It's kind of funny because uh, like people who heard it on the radio were like, yeah, that makes sense. And people who saw it on television were like, what a slimy man. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't read well on TV. It doesn't, he does not read well on TV. That's the worst thing that ever happened to him, television but, being, like, accessible. <laughs> yeah, but at some point in the speech, he says there's one part of these gifts that he is not going to be giving back no, no matter, matter what. No matter what. Uh, and it's a black and white uh, cocker spaniel or a spaniel uh, that someone gave the family named Checkers and his... Uh, like kids really love it, and he's like, "Well, you really you want me to give away checkers? Let me give and, away their dog." <laughs> so it's equating that to like, should I give back the money? What about the dog? Take everything from me? <laughs> yeah. So it's the checkers speech nonsense, and it's, that's how it's known. So that's that's one of the gifts. So you're like, what gift did Nixon see? I'm like checkers. Yeah. That's what, yeah. You mentioned that like in the first episode, I had no idea, and then you <laughs> had me watch the speech, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. Because, like, the part that I had watched was specifically just about checkers, and Alexis picked a link that was, like, 30 minutes long. I'm like, what? I had no idea it was (laughs) that long. Why is it so long? I had no idea it was that long. I thought he was just like, yeah, I I had money, but part of it was checkers, so shut up. And I was just like, when do we talk about the dog? Like, I'm tired of listening to you. So much. And he's just like, it's, it's pretty scummy. Yeah, it's real scummy. Like, if you heard a modern politician go on like this, you'd be like, so you committed crimes? Right. Like, yeah, I was trying to think about, like... If someone did this right now, that I'd be like, you gross, like, shut up. Why so, are you in prison? So, like, you definitely committed crimes? Yeah, like, you're admitting it. I don't, <laughs> yeah. But then you're trying to frame it as, like, oh, don't make me give my dog away. Like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> but there was a dog in with the ca- the bundles of cash. But uh, these are gifts that he received from foreigners. Okay. To be like, you're a great president. You're, Welcome here. You're great. Um, and usually when I'm reading these, I don't know the gift like the person giving the gift mm-hmm. i've never heard of them before because they almost always come from like the president of indonesia and i'm yeah. like i don't know who that is when mm-hmm. hw is i don't know who that is right now yeah you know it doesn't affect me too much <laughs> i don't know all their names mm-hmm. but um this one i was like oh really okay <laughs> like i <laughs> oh. recognize that oh mm-hmm. yeah i know that one yeah um is it uh tell me the country i'm gonna give away Will what do you, you think the animal is the a- the animal mm-hmm I have no idea on the animal. Okay. No idea. All I can think of is checkers. It's, uh, he gets pandas. Well. That's why I said we give it away. Well, I I wanted you to give me, oh, the, yeah, I see the country. Yeah. I thought maybe it was England. I was like, maybe I know the, maybe I know who's in charge of England. You might know who it is. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm like, I don't. 72 in China? In I mean, is it still Mao? No. No, it's not Mao anymore. Mao's hella dead. <laughs> Mao's like hella dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's been no, dead I'm for not, a while. I'm not sure. Uh, so it's uh, in, in 1972, the Nixons go to China. Uh-huh. My favorite sequel to. Yeah. <laughs> 
What is it? To Obama goes to Australia. Oh, yeah. the one from last time. And uh, they have dinner in Beijing with uh, Chinese president, or premier, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, Zhao Enlai. Yeah, I would not um, know that. Oh, yeah. I, have, I took a couple Chinese classes, so I was, I was like, oh, good old Zhao Enlai, my favorite. Mm. And uh, doing uh, good work. Uh, so Patricia Nixon... First lady, Patty. She, yeah, yeah. Good old Patty Nixon. <laughs> she sees uh, these pandas when they're there, and she's like, "Oh, I love pandas." Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's all she says. I mean, really, that's all they're you cute. need to say. Yeah. And so then Zhao and Lai is like, "Great, you want some pandas?" So he sends them too uh, a little bit after, mm. and those that's Ling Ling and Sing Sing. Yeah. Uh, and they lived in the Smithsonian Institute National Zoo for two decades, and probably had no babies. No, at all. Even though I bet they were male and female because they, they were trying to be like, do it. They hate living. They they don't want to exist anymore. Stop trying <laughs> to force them to live. They're like, it's over. Just let us go. We can't do it. <laughs> we don't want to. Don't. Stop it. We won't. No means no. <laughs> Get over it. Stop. Okay, so there's this guy. Uh-huh. Is he a president? Nope. His okay. name is Seth Kinman. I've never heard of him. He's a ca- early California settler and professional hunter. Okay. He's going to give the president some gifts. Oh, no. He is, <laughs> the quote says, he's actually inexplicably, impossibly, even crazier than he looks. <laughs> because <laughs> this do, is what he looks like. How do he look? Oh, he looked pretty. He looks like. He's a mountain man. He looks like one of the old Russian mystics. Yes. He's got, like, a bit of a fur hat and a huge beard thing going on. He also looks a lot like what Alan Moore would look like if he lived two yes. or three hundred years ago. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's what he looks like. It's that brand of, like, uh, I don't see people yeah. ever. And, like, the j- most giant beard to consume your whole face. Yeah. Just crazy eyes, crazy hair, crazy time. I have thoughts in my head, but I don't know how hygiene. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. In my mind, it's just blue ding-dongs. So he <laughs> hunts animals, right? He's a hunter. And then he, like, makes crafts out of them. <laughs> Does he do bad taxidermy? Nope. Oh, um, I love bad taxidermy. He does bad carpentry by making chairs out of the bones of animals. That's cool. It's, but also incredibly gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little gross. At least they're not, Here's like. There's one right here. And there's, like, the head of the bear is right there. And then these are like all the bones, and there's like feet. That's so metal. Oh my <laughs> it's, it's really intense. I mean, listen, they could be made out of people bones, but they're not. <laughs> but they're not. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> could be worse. He could have gone so much farther with could his, be worse. his crafts. Uh, here's a picture of Rutherford B. Hayes sitting in the chair that he built for him. <laughs> he looks so uncomfortable. He's not having a good time. He's like, yep, when can I get out of uh, the chair? So he made one for, I think that's Rutherford B. Hayes. Yeah. Uh, he made one for Andrew Johnson, um, but I don't think he wanted it. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> but he makes one for all the new presidents. Every time a president gets elected, he'll make him a chair. So how many chairs did he end up making? I mean, if he started with Johnson, uh, probably a lot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just how he thought I was going to give a number. <laughs> a <laughs> lot. How long did he live? I don't know. Uh, I don't know that much about him. Yeah, it says Kinsman built every new president a savage throne. It's that capital is letters. So cool. Yeah, I'm like, is this where they got the inspiration for Game of Thrones throne? Because like, 
It's pretty sweet. Doubt it, but also this is so much cooler. It's possible, though. It is very cool. What if it was, <laughs> instead of, like, sword thrown, it was bone thrown? Right? Like, the bones of your enemies. Like, instead of all of the swords of your conquered foes, yeah. it was just all of their skulls. The bones of your enemies. This is so cool. <laughs> this is, like, Viking stuff. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, and, uh. I wonder, are they comfortable? Does it have, like, a cushion on it? Or are you just, like, sitting on pokey I'm bits? assuming there's a, like, a cushion. Uh, also, the article points out that, this, so this is, uh, you know, the guy who's building them, and he's a, a gun that's almost as tall as he is. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not very accurate. So I think, like, the more, like, boring and, uh, like, just more, the more time the ammunition has inside yeah. the barrel, the more accurate it's going to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and the farther it's going to go, probably. Mm-hmm. So it's fair. It's, yeah. a, it's a good hunting gun, but it does look pretty intimidating when you're standing next to it in a picture with a president. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cool. So yeah, he built. So this chair is for Abraham Lincoln. It's so cool. Who's like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, thank you. It's amazing. It's pretty sweet. Holy. Um, it looks like it looks like it's just in the. The foyer of Hannibal's waiting room. Yeah. It looks amazing. Uh, the, the quote says, well, Abe Lincoln said he would rather eat uh, his Elkhorn <laughs> chair antlers and all than sit in it. Oh, my god! Uh, other presidents were into it. It's so cool. James Buchanan was the first one to be offered this th- type of throne. Um, and he was so into it that he immediately bought Kim in a fancy rifle in return. I mean, so he's like, yeah. go get some more animals, make some more of them. <laughs> what you do is art. So cool. <laughs> it's really creepy uh, art. Keep killing animals and not people. And Johnson loved his, his, his grizzly bear Kleiner so much wow. that he kept it in the White House library all through his time in office. <laughs> That's so dope. Uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Rutherford B. Hayes' Elkhorn chair is on display right now in the Rutherford B. Hayes Presidential Center in Ohio. Nice. Um, and visitors can come look at it and be like, wow, that's a chair. Dope AF. <laughs> I'm into it. So, yeah, it's a lot. They don't look extremely comfortable. They nope. do They do look very cool to look at. <laughs> I love, like, all the presidents who are, like, into it. And then Lincoln's like, No. No, I don't want it. I would rather eat it. No, thank you. <laughs> How dare <Okay>. you? <laughs> no. Uh, no. And, we, and we have a gift at the end for Lincoln, because we were talking about Lincoln giving away all the alcohol he was given mm-hmm. and how he just accepted some clothes. Uh, <laughs> Poor Lincoln. Like, half the country already thinks he's literally Satan. He's like, I yeah. can't sit in this. No, it's not going to be No good. one can see it's me. It's really bad press Sit in me. this. But also we have a gift that he is offered later that he refuses that... Mm-hmm. Um, could have changed the course of American history. So was it a bulletproof hat? <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it's alive. Oh, okay. Was, <laughs> it's in this episode. Was it just a really thick living hat? <laughs> it's like a beaver. <laughs> it's just a real beaver. It just sits on his head and just like waits. And then you can't kill him because the beaver will take the bullet for you. <laughs> and will like it has so much fat. <laughs> go in there. It will alert him to dangers from behind. <laughs> no. But first, we're going to talk about. Um, George Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned this to you in that it's so cute to me because I've never read anything at all about George Washington where he's happy. Yeah. Or even like excited, amused, anything positive. Yeah. Like the, the best you can do is that he's like satisfied. Right. And that's it. He, like he got to retire and he's like, good. There's no joy. 
And, uh, we, and we talked about in the last one that we uh, did, uh, I, I was talking about how long presidents live after mm-hmm. they're done. Um, and Washington's like two years. Yeah. And it's like, that's so sad. Because he spends so much time before he's president just trying to make America right. good. Because, like, really his presidency is longer than four years. He's just not being paid for it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say he's president for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And he does two terms, so there's eight while you're president. But then way before, like, yeah, he's a whole life before that. It's mostly about trying to take care of America in general. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I just want to go home and, like, yeah. take a nap. And then he gets two years and then dies. So yeah. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like, that's so, it makes me mad. But I'm like, just give him, like, four or five, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I read this, I was, like, super happy, mostly just because I was, like, he's excited about something. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, this is so refreshing compared to everything I've ever read about you. Yeah. Where just, you're just a sad, tired man. Like, just imagine uh, Washington, like, covered with puppies and laughing, and it's, like, it's hard. It is hard. I can't imagine him, like, pleased to the point of crying, like, yeah. laughing. Yeah. It's, like, no. I don't know if you ever did that in your no. entire life. And I don't think sad. so. Uh, but this made me happy, like I said, because he's excited about something. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like you said, like, it's hard to picture him with, like, puppies and, like, stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's, this is, like, fits into my mind about who he is very well. Like, this has no trouble, like, being in there and then me being like, oh, okay. That seems like something he would be excited about because of his personality and how I know him generally. Yeah. So Washington really badly wants uh, to breed mules. Okay. <laughs> In America. Well. Uh, and specifically, he wants a Spanish jackass because they're the best ones in we, the whole world. It's nice to have a dream. Yeah. I guess. So they're the best donkeys there are. Mm-hmm. Spanish donkeys. That's true. So much so that at the time, Spain will not sell them to anyone. They are gifts only from the royal family. Whoa. Yeah. Royal jackasses. It's pretty legit. Whoa. So you can't buy one, no matter how much money you have. Whoa. They, you, they have to like you enough to give you one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he gets one? Hold on. No, so I need <laughs> I need him to get a gift. So he's going to – so the plan is he wants, he wants the uh, Spanish donkey, and then he's going to breed that with female horses in America, and they're going to get mules. Mm-hmm. And he wants mules specifically because they're more hardy than horses or donkeys are. And they like smarter and just better. Yeah, they're smarter. They're smaller, like more compact, but they still pull more. So they're just like they're a better animal in general for husbandry things, mm-hmm. for farming needs. And America is still very farming community in general. Um, and part of the reason he wants them is because he's like it'll be great for America, like for <laughs> yeah. the whole country. And I'm like, that's the most Washington thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I said you're like I. He specifically wants to get one to breed them and then sell them here so that people have an easier time farming. It's so cute. It's so like it's it'll be good for America, but also like he just really, really wants it. Yeah. And he's like oh, he really wants and that, it. like I think so much of his like contribution to America is like in war and like sad yeah. and like the destruction of things and he's like oh this would help people make stuff and it could be like with me you mm-hmm. know like I help them yeah. make life and then more food with and my, easier with my super cool Spanish donkey yeah yeah and so I'm like cute you donkey nerd you dork <laughs> I know it's the dorkiest thing because he's such like a farming do- like dorky dude right it's like 
That's all he wants to do. The equivalent is like being super jazzed about a certain make of like truck. Yeah. Or like, you know, like mm-hmm. like uh like totally. farm equipment. Yeah, like power tools. Like this perfect mm-hmm. John Deere tractor. Yeah, basically. Like, oh man, if I could only get that one tractor, right. it would help America so much. I put to think of him like stoked on this mule business is real cute. It's <laughs> like oh if only I can, oh if only Oh man. But they won't give it to anyone. It has to be a gift. It's oh, be a gift. It's my dream. Uh, he was convinced that, uh, this is a quote, a good jack would be a public benefit to this part of the country. <laughs> to the whole country. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they're expensive. They're illegal to export. got to get it from the king of Spain. So uh, Washington asked this guy, Don Juan de Miralles, <laughs> and he's like, hey, he's a Cuban merchant, mm-hmm. uh, and he's an agent to the Spanish King Charles II, or third, sorry. To the third one. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to insult you, Charles III. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, can you get me a donkey? And he's like, totally. And so he's like, comes to visit America, and then he's going to go to Spain and get one and come back. Mm-hmm. But he dies Oh, <laughs> he's visiting oh. New Jersey. Oh, no. So he can't <laughs> do it. New Jersey got it. And all I can think oh. about is Washington just being like, come on! Like... Please. I had somebody ready, and then he has to effing die before he can I've get. I've done so much for to you. Spain. No. And this is how you do me, New Jersey. So he's real upset. Yeah. And so in 1784, William Carmichael is the U.S. Uh, charge d'affaires. I said it very French. I don't think that's right. Um, I mean, it sounds like it's French. I don't know how else. Yeah, you would... it looks French. It, it, uh, yeah, I don't think it's Russian. No, I mean, just, I mean, it could have been like Spanish, but I don't think so. Now that I look at it, yeah. Uh, so I think I said it okay. But at, at Spanish court, so he's their ambassador essentially, uh, and he's like talks to Spanish king, and he's like, Washington really wants a mule. You know, like can you give him yeah. one of your donkeys? And the Spanish king is like, hell yeah. Of <laughs> course. He, he should have just wrote me. I know. And it's like the cutest thing to me. He doesn't ask directly. Yeah. But he's trying to get people who are already ingratiated to the king. Because it's like he doesn't want him to say no. Because mm-hmm. then he's doomed. Yeah. So he's like, but if like somebody he already likes asks who's friends with him, yeah. then like that's better. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and like he's too humble to like ask straight up. Like, yeah. Can I have this? And Spain's like. The guy who flipped off England? Hell yeah. Yeah, he said Of course. I love you. What else does he want? Yeah, anything. <laughs> so cute. Want some of our special ham? We'll throw in some flowers. It'll be great. Yeah, Jefferson revealed in a letter that Charles III learned of Washington's interest in acquiring a Spanish jack. The king ordered two of the very best to be procured and sent to you as a mark of his respect. You see, two of the very best. Two. He loves you. Yeah. Um... And uh, Washington names his uh, he names the first one um, royal gift, which I'm like is the cutest shiz. What also, a, so so literal. <laughs> what an old nerd man. Royal gift. You are. You will be royal gift. Um, and so his his handler comes with royal gift, uh, and they arrive in Gloucester, Massachusetts, on October seventh, seventeen eighty five. They were supposed to have two, but one of them died on the boat trip. New Jersey. And also, like, <laughs> this is not to do with New Jersey, but also, like, uh, how dare you let it die on the boat? They're worth so much, and I was given two. <laughs> that was worth more than this entire ship. This entire country. <laughs> so, thanks. Thanks. Um, cool. Irreplaceable. Great. And it's like, you can't ask for another one. So. Sorry, one of them was so terrible that it died. All we have is royal gift left. And uh, 
Washington gets this guy, John Fairfax, to... Uh, he's the, like, head of Mount Vernon, you know, while Washington's yeah, away. like, groundskeeper yeah. guy. And he... He's like, you need to meet the handler in Boston and bring him back to Mount Vernon. Um, and he's, like, really worried about this Jack. Yeah. Because the other one died. And so he's like, you have to take lots of breaks with him. Don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he says he he needs blankets and <laughs> treats. Uh, see that due attention and care are bestowed upon these animals. Yes. Even though he, I don't think he knows yet that there's only one now. Give him lots of pets. And love. And the journey took uh, a month. Oh, my gosh. Which is really long for the distance between Massachusetts and Virginia at the time, Mm -hmm. even. It's crazy long. But he's, like, so specific that he's like, go slow and don't hurt him. Um, So (laughs) eventually they get there. They're not allowed to walk more than 15 miles a day. Oh, wow. So it's slow. Yeah. Um, But they get there on December 5th. Right, like you think think 15 miles an hour slow. They can't go 15 miles a day. A day. A day. Yeah, that's and that's very slow. And yeah, like they got, when did they land? When did I say? It was uh, October and then now it's December. It took two months walking slowly. If they went any slower, that would be more dangerous. Right. It's going to be winter. You're going to freeze the jack. Totally. Uh, Washington gets royal gift to his house and he's so excited. And so he starts doing a tour with him. Uh, this is where you will live, my precious he goes on baby. Tour. No, no, not of his house. He goes on tour with him. They oh, go to the south on oh, tour. Well, that's cute, too. It's very cute. I thought, I thought he was just, like, showing him where he would be living. He's like, and this is the bar. No, he's... Yeah, and this no. is where I live. That is very cute. And this is the kitchen. He probably did that, too. <laughs> but no, he, he, like, takes him on a tour of the country, specifically to the south, to, like, try to uh, persuade them that, like, they should buy some of his offspring and that it'll help them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just like introducing him to the idea of mules and like this is you know you should like have your female horses like get impregnated by royal gift and then you can have mules and I'll sell them to you. Yeah. Like I'll, you have to pay me to like you know get him to make them have babies. Mm-hmm. And he would run ads in the local newspapers for this. <laughs> He's like, you want a jack? <laughs> Come over here and I'll get your horses pregnant. <laughs> yeah. From my royal gift. Which then makes it kind of a creepy name. Um, yeah, there's there's so many mm-hmm. tasteless jokes I could do, and right, I want I just so little time. I want you and everyone at home to appreciate the <laughs> self restraint <laughs> that, that I'm holding back. I'm holding back all of these jokes. Um, so yeah, people. He runs these ads. People are into it. They're lining up down the block mm-hmm. with their mares. Like, yeah, that would be great. Ready to go. And so from April first to August first, it's just. Donkey Palooza. Go, go, go. Yep, Mule Palooza. Unfortunately, Royal Gift is really stubborn and uh, slow to reduce. Which is a problem when that's the whole point of his existence for you. Washington joked that the Jack was too full of royalty (laughs) to have anything to do with this plebeian race of horses. Oh my gosh. (laughs) These are poor horses and I do not want them. He is a king. (laughs) The King Jack. I am I am the richest man in this country. <laughs> yep. And I am a donkey. Um so he was on a journey to South Carolina in 1793 and he sustained several injuries, royal gift. How? I don't know. Um he's it says at work or to work at the plantation of William Washington. That's where he's going. Uh-huh. Who is a military colleague with George Washington. They're not related. Um 
But according to witnesses, the Jack's handler drove him at such a rigorous pace that Royal Gift was left stiff and lame. Even worse, he was no longer able to fulfill his services as a stud. Wow. You, you ruined it. You ran him so hard he can't be get it up anymore. Right, thanks. That's a lot. That's his whole purpose. You um are gonna be hanged yeah. for this? Mm-hmm. Treason. I think, I think that's treason. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's treason. You you did it the dirty to George Washington's donkey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so George Washington wrote to William Washington asking him to report on the Jack's condition. I mean, you would just, like, kill yourself, right? Should. Or leave the... You would have to flee the country. You gotta go. You have to go. Uh, and William replied January 1794 that the Jack's situation at present is not better and am apprehensive it ever will. You need to go. Thanks. That was the only light in his life. Um... Of the 40 mares and jennies that were sent to royal gift that spring, two foals were born. Oh, my God. Two. Two. You just need to do the harvesting, you know? Get the sperm. Mm -hmm. Because he's not doing it. Yeah. So you have to do it. That's what they do, right? Just put it in, like, a turkey baster. (laughs) Yeah, but they have have no way to preserve it. They have no refrigerator. No, you have to do it, like, right then. Yeah. Just, like, like a week before, just, like, every day. (laughs) Will, will they even keep a week? I don't know. You try. I don't think they will, especially Who in the south. Say? It gets so hot down there. Well, he's not in the south right now. He's oh, okay. in Virginia. Oh, I mean, I guess Virginia's the south, I but mean, like it's the north yeah. south. But anyway, so Royal Gift lives the rest of his life in South Carolina because they say it's too hard to move him. Uh, and he dies in July 1796. I mean, they say these are like really hardy, great donkeys. They sound kind of bad to me. I mean, I think it's just that guy just like tortured him. Cool. How like how bad do you have to torture an animal for him to like not be able to bone anymore? Well, and it's not the it's not even the Jack that like Washington wanted. He wanted the offspring because he thinks that they're going to be the best. Mm-hmm. So it's not even that like the Jacks are supposed to be really good at what they're doing. They just yeah. make good babies. That's all he wanted. I feel like you could do more than like a random tour with a horse, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't just die on you. But Washington's got other uh, jacks now. I don't know if they're Spanish ones or not, but <laughs> their names are Knight of Malta mm. and Compound. Okay. Which are weird names. Um, he's, he's not very good at it. But Washington boasted that Compound was remarkable for getting fine mules and that no amount of money would convince him to part with the jack. You see, it doesn't matter if they're Spanish royalty they couldn't even make it over the ocean, 50% of them. The problem is, it's the same thing with all royalty. It's like, can they reproduce? No. No. They can't. Which makes them useless. If they're too Why? inbred and they can't do it anymore, mm-hmm. they're not... It's the same problem. They're not good. Royal Gift is a great name. Because <laughs> because of it, he can't make the babies. I'm, I'm curious if the the two mules that it made were actually superior or not. So Compound, I think, is one of those, oh, okay. of the babies. Yeah. Um, and Compound continues to be lovely. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that there are mules currently that can trace the lineage back to Royal mm-hmm. Gift because of Compound. Okay. Bing, 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 all the way down. So pretty good. The baby is good, yeah. I think Knight of Malta is the other baby that he had. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're good. It's just, uh... Yike. Only two. Yeah. So, and then he dies. So it's pretty not great. It's okay. like, not a good average for a species. Nope. 
to do. But then apparently, like, the babies are really good. So I'm like, I mean, if you're only going to get two, as long as you can get more out of them and, like, do it, sure. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Good for you. So Washington's dream is accomplished, even if it's hard to do and sad. Yeah. Which is not surprising, given, you know, who he is. <laughs> Sounds about right. That story, I was like, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Also, maybe if you didn't do the whole, like, tour. Yeah. Maybe I if mean, you just stayed it probably at, didn't help. Maybe just stayed at home He's and so tried. Excited. I know. <laughs> just let him make excited. The Washington problem. You tried to do too much. You've got, you got too fancy with it. That's true. And it ended up being a really bad maneuver. Okay. So, this is our last one, and it's to Lincoln. Mm -hmm. To change American history. Turn an American history. So, in 60, or 1861, uh -huh. 1681, yeah, Lincoln's favorite year, um, <laughs> Lincoln receives uh, some stuff mm -hmm. from another country. Some stuff. Some stuff. What was it? Opium? Uh, he gets was a letter. It? Oh, a letter. That uh, is addressed to who's... So ever the people have elected a new as chief ruler in place of President Buchanan. So they don't know who he is. You know, when you, like, change presidents all the time, they're like, how am I supposed to know who's in charge right now? <laughs> it's from someone who's like, you can change leaders? That's yeah. weird. Well, whoever the hell's in charge. <laughs> they are kings. So. Okay, well, whoever. Whoever it is right now, I guess. Whoever the hell, I don't know when you do President it. President Buchanan's the last one I know about. Yeah. There's a few articles that I read that said he... Addressed it to President Buchanan, and then it's Lincoln. I was like, awkward. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's more like whoever is in charge now, I don't actually know. Yeah, it's basically to whom it may concern. Yeah. <laughs> so with, here's the last person I knew who was in charge, uh, and that was Buchanan. How long ago was it sent? I don't know. <laughs> like, because if it was sent, like, five years ago, I kind of yeah. get it. Sure. But, like, where did it come from? No, I think it was pretty recent yeah. to the time. <laughs> I think he just doesn't know his president. Especially if he's been president for, like, more than a couple years. Yeah. Like, I don't know when he gets elected. <laughs> he's been in office for, like, Hold three on. years. It's like, whoever was president next, I don't care. Whoever else is there, I guess, whatever. Okay, so he became president um, on March 4th, 1861. So he's just barely president. Okay. This is new. So it would not have to be too mean to the king. He's like, whoever, the most recent election, whoever it was, we haven't received the news yet. Yeah. And he sends Lincoln a bunch of stuff. Uh, it says a pile of swag. Oh. <laughs> From King Samdech Pra Paramender Maha Mangut. Oh. Mangut. Of the country then known as Siam. Ah. It's India. Yes. And it's like, I have a quote that says, you might know him better from his role in the hit musical, The King and I. Yeah. <laughs> That's him. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of good stuff. Like, there's a handmade sword, and there's photos of him and his daughter, the King of Siam and his mm -hmm. daughter. Yeah. Hanging out. Oh, that's cool. It's cute. Cute. Um, and he sends him two big elephant tusks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't, have, I don't have the letter that he wrote, but I do have the letter that Lincoln writes back. Uh-huh. But in the letter, he's like, I'd like to send you uh, some elephants. Yeah. I mean, I was like, did he send him an elephant? He wants to. Mm -hmm. He says in the letter, he doesn't know how... He would send the elephants, like, logistically. By, by boat. Yeah, he's just trying to figure out, like, if it's going to work. But, uh, so he seems unsure if it's possible. But he says he wants to. And he's like, and it would be great for America. You could just release them into the wild, and they'll breed. And then they're really good animals, like, to carry things. They're very helpful. So, like, we think that that would transform the American continent if they had some elephants. That would change things, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And Abraham Lincoln's like, no, no, God, we can't do that. 
Lincoln is so good. <laughs> He's like, I don't think you understand America. We cannot, we cannot just release elephants into the wild. And they're going to just breed and be happy and fine. That's not how Americans do. We mm-hmm. can't. I don't think you know what it's like here. That's not how animals do. Nope. This is bad. What would they it's eat? bad plan. What are they going to eat? It's not good. <laughs> so I want to read you some of this letter. Uh, he sends, to his majesty, blah, 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 name, uh, king of Siam, great and good friend. <laughs> I receive your majesty's two letters of the date of February 14th, 1861. Oh, the Valentine's Day. He's like, you want, you want two kissy elephants? Uh, smooch, smooch. babies. Kiss with their nose. Smooch, Really smooch. cute. Kissy, kissy. I have also received in good condition the royal gifts which accompanies those letters, namely the sword of costly materials and exquisite workmanship, a photographic likeness of your majesty and your majesty's beloved daughter, and also two elephant tusks, the length and magnitude such as indicate that they could have belonged only to an animal which was a native of Siam. So he's really buttering him up mm-hmm. to be like, do not send me elephants. Yes. Um, um, he says, your majesty's letters show an understanding that our laws forbid the president from receiving these rich <laughs> presents as personal treasures. Yeah. They are therefore accepted in accordance with your majesty's desire as tokens of your goodwill and friendship for the American people. Mm-hmm. Congress being now in session at this capital, I have had great pleasure in making known to them this manifestation of your majesty's munificence and kind consideration. What what Thank a cute. kind thought. <laughs> Under their directions, the gift will be placed in the archives of the government, where they will remain perpetually as tokens of mutual esteem and pacific dispositions mm-hmm. more honorable to both nations than any trophies of conquest could be. Yes. I appreciate most highly your majesty's tender of good offices in forwarding this to the government, a stock from which a supply of elements might be raised on our own soil. This government would not hesitate to avail itself of so generous an offer if the object were one which could be made practically useful <laughs> in the present condition of the United States. Yeah, He's like, what do you mean? Of course it could. Of course it's practical. We can't. It's, if anything, it's practical. <laughs> Our political jurisdiction, however, does not reach a latitude so low as to favor the multiplication of the elephant and steam on land as well as on water has our best and most efficient agent of transportation in internal commerce. Okay. So he's basically like, it's too, too bumpy. Yeah. Hills are too bumpy here. Too, we can't. Bu- too bumpy. There's, it's not flat. You don't get it. You've never been here. <laughs> you don't understand. And you don't understand elephants. <laughs> Lincoln. If Hannibal can do it, we can do it. Uh, I shall have occasion at no distant day to transmit to your majesty some token of indication of the high sense which the government entertains of your majesty's friendship. Mm-hmm. So he's like, we can't take your elephants. Can I send you some presents? I would love to give you some presents. Oh, good for you, buddy. Let me give you some America presents. Yeah. Uh, meantime, wishing your majesty a long and happy life and for the generous and emulous people of Siam, the highest possible prosperity, I commend both to the blessing of Almighty God. Your good friend, Abraham Lincoln. I mentioned um, I mentioned Hannibal, so I had to look up uh-huh. uh if what the difference in like altitude and height between the Alps and the Rockies? Yeah, I'm like, is are they like how similar? How, how similar are we talking? And also, they're different elephants. Yeah, because uh, Hannibal of Carthage would have had African yeah, elephants. These are Asian elephants. These are Asian elephants, mm-hmm. which are much easier to work with. Much uh, nicer, nicer, better. They just like follow directions better. They mm-hmm. they don't have the uh, bloody hatred and just like murder in their eyes at all times. It's true. 
but compare Alps to the Rockies. This is from Rick Steves mm-hmm. from our own uh, Seattle area. Oh, hi. Perpetually, he seems perpetually like he's on marijuana, which <laughs> probably makes me just love him all mm-hmm. the more. He just like goes places. He's like, and here we are at. I don't know where we are. Yeah, what are we doing? Are we in France? It's great here. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> he says the Alps have a much more rapid increase in elevation, but aren't as high as the Rockies. Ah, one of my favorite differences is the mountain of lakes, where suddenly a vast mountain emerges in the Alps. In the Rockies, there is always a slower descent. The snow season in the sh- is shorter in the Alps than in the Rockies. Um, so they're different. Yeah. They're they're different. I think you could probably get an elephant over the Rockies. It wouldn't be probably. fun. Probably. W- if you can get um, settlers with, like, oxen trains over the yeah. Rockies, you could get an elephant over the Rockies. It's mostly that he just didn't want to have to deal with it, and it was like, this. A, I just, it's a, a burden of a gift. It's a burden, and, like, what are they going to eat? And you definitely can't yeah. set them loose. That no. would be a nightmare. No. Uh, and just, it's We too, already did that with camels. Too much. It's too much. Too much. <laughs> the thing, the reason that everyone's so excited about this, his, history nerds, are the idea that... <laughs> like the, the, the South and the Union would have been yes, using elephants during yes, the Civil War. That, that if he had accepted elephants, that the North could have fought the South with elephants. Yeah, or the opposite. Or the opposite. And it would have been even worse. Great. <laughs> I do. It is fascinating in the same way of us learning that they imported camels right before the Civil War and then just let them go. <laughs> the idea that we could have fought this war with not only camels, yeah. but also elephants um, is very amusing to me. Mm-hmm. So I get it. It's amusing, but also like no one here is really trained to do that. No, uh, no one here has any idea how to handle elephants. And we, yeah. could, we could, you know, import handlers. But also, uh, using war animals is always a bad idea. It is. I would have just loved, though, to uh, have to explain that. Yeah. Like, because if that happened, when you, if you, I should say, learn about the Civil War in history class, which mm-hmm. I didn't really. Didn't, know. Uh, maybe if you're from a state that was involved, <laughs> they talk about it more. Yeah. Li- listen, definitely email us or message us. If you learned about the Civil War, did you learn about elephants? Yeah, well, and did you learn about, like, did they teach you about the Civil War in high school? Yeah. Or middle school? Or, like, I when, did, when, not learn when it. did they do it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I never, we never really talked about it. And what, what did you learn? Yeah. Because no idea. Yeah. We weren't involved, so we don't care that much. We just move on. Mm-hmm. I know. It was kind of basic, like, uh, they disagreed over slavery and yeah. then. The South didn't win and the North won, and then we moved on. The end. is basically like, it. Right. Gettysburg, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Assassination. Yeah. It's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be hilarious to me if they had used elephants because then they have to explain why we have them and, like, <laughs> yeah. have to read this letter yeah. <laughs> that Lincoln sends where he's like, thank you. But Thanks. it says, like, I'd love some elephants. When can you send them? <laughs> Should I send a boat halfway? Yeah. How many? How many we can, can we have? We can meet halfway. Yeah. I yeah. Could we send? Could I have more than two? Because they take ages to yeah. make new ones. They do, and then they have to grow up. So mm-hmm. if we could have like fifty. Yeah, you, you can't just have two. No. To start an army. No. Although, how scared would the South be if they didn't know? 
Right. And you just come in with an elephant. They're just like, what? That is the asterisk to war (laughs) elephants are always a bad idea. The first battle, they are a great idea. And now I just want art of like Abraham Lincoln riding an elephant in battle (laughs) with the South. Historically almost accurate. Yeah. And they're just... (laughs) That's our brand, historically <laughs> almost accurate. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, we need to figure out how to do that and get that on some merch. Lincoln on an <laughs> yeah, elephant. Lincoln on an and elephant. And it says historically almost accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. I never thought about the fact that that uh, king of Siam yeah. was at the same time as Lincoln because I was yeah. part of the pit orchestra for The mm-hmm. King and I. I was the bassoon player. Hi. Uh, And, like, a big part of the play is that they do a rendition, like, um, like a Siam rendition of uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. And, like, of course, that's the same period. Right. And, like, the whole point is, like, them discussing American, like, slaves and slavery. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess he would have been president i just never thought yeah. like oh like, lincoln lincoln is alive at this time yeah right i wish like when i was reading about events that i had like a list of all the people who are currently alive <laughs> and in stuff. charge of things right. around the world because yeah like i was saying just about jefferson that i like i don't think about jefferson having to deal with napoleon but he does mm-hmm. directly and then like how weird that is for him and like unhappy yeah um and the same with like uh you know, there's there's a few people about like around that time too, like like Benjamin Franklin, yeah, like hanging out with Napoleon is weird uh, and strange in my brain because it's just like we're so separate, like America's so far away, right? That it's like, you know, but they do like they're like you know Benjamin Franklin's like in France for the end of his life. Mm-hmm. I'm like he's there, or like the idea that you could have, you could have like a Wild West cowboy. And, like, a samurai hang out, and they would both be perfectly in their eras. Right. And it makes sense. It's weird. It's not time travel <laughs> at all. It makes me uncomfortable. It's like, oh, yeah, that is at the same that time. That is the same. What? I don't know. What? Right. <laughs> yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh, cool. Because I don't know. I, I know very little about the king and I. So I was just yeah. like, oh, nice. Oh, oh. I'm like, if you've heard of his name, that's why. It's this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. That's when... Mm. So from the pit orchestra, you can't really see much of people because mm-hmm. you're in the pit. You're in the pit. You're in the pit. Oh, I've been in the pit. You're in, you're in the pit. Well, and you don't really look that way. Yeah, you're looking at like your sheet music or at the conductor. <laughs> right. The fun thing about being a pit orchestra is <laughs> you always play the same parts in the same songs. Yeah. So you only watch the one part of the play that you can watch. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're not playing for whatever reason, and it's always the same part. You mm-hmm. never get to see the rest of it because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're busy. But uh, there was one rehearsal, like dress rehearsal or whatever, where mm-hmm. we got to play outside so we could watch it. Oh, fun. And the costume for the guy playing our uh, king well, you know, he has yeah. bare feet, and I'm like, you have really pretty feet. <laughs> and I just remember watching his feet the whole time because yeah. they were, like, naked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it just occurred. I'm like, I've never seen, like, you usually don't see men, like, dressed but with their feet naked. It's true. And they were so, like, finely boned but, like, strong somehow. <laughs> and they weren't, like, too hairy, and they were just like, I just couldn't take my eyes off them. That's when your foot fetish started, <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> like, wow, you have really nice it's No shame. Really nice feet. And just, like contrasted with the woman yeah uh you know playing the lead who was like in like these enormous dresses uh-huh and then just his naked feet and there you go they were so bare and vulnerable <laughs> okay <laughs> not cake shaming but too much information too much 
Anyway. All his little toes. Thanks for joining us today <laughs> to learn all about the gifts that presidents got or didn't get. Uh, I love just seeing a grumpy Lincoln who's like, I'd rather eat this chip than sit in it. I'm so impressed. I with, won't take the elephants. He is the president who is so good at saying no. Yeah. Like that letter, I was like, wow. Like, <laughs> more presidents need to learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. In a nice way. Yeah. Like, ah. No. You know. No. I mentioned this to you. <laughs> no. I just want to say, I mentioned this to you, I think, but I didn't include it in the last episode. But there was one, I think it's like the president of Belgium or something gives uh, W. Bush roller skates. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm like, he's like 60. Yeah. <laughs> You should. I mean, give them to your kid, I guess. Or the archives. <laughs> or, the ar- or the archives. <laughs> There's to be so much garbage. But I want to go so bad. <laughs> but also, like, there is so much garbage. So I did an internship with the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, like, a whole bunch of stuff out on display. But in the back rooms, yeah. there is so much stuff. Like you're, nonsense. You're just walking through these aisles, and suddenly there will be, like, a whole trisana like, triceratops skull just like out hi it's like they just have spares yeah and i'm like oh my gosh i know like i know the fossil wars like people who found Found this this. yeah very cool but it's just like back here because they don't have enough room to store all of it where people can see it yeah that's why they have all their like secret underground vaults and stuff and it's just like rows and rows and rows of boxes of Mm -hmm. stuff and they just don't have room to show all of it there's so much stuff yeah and also like it feels bad to get rid of it when it was given to you by a foreign dignitary, even yeah. if it was given to you hundreds of years ago. Yeah. It's like, what if they find out, though? Like, are they going to be mad What if, they if ask? I got rid of it? What if they ask? Which I'm like, I'm so proud of you, Lincoln, that you were like, they gave you a whole bunch of alcohol and you were like, send it to the hospital. And they tried to give you elephants and you were like, absolutely not. Yeah. You know who should have said no? Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> he would never say no to a coyote. <laughs> I know, but some presidents need to learn how to say no. And so does Jefferson, the bears. <laughs> you need to learn how to say no. Stupid. My friend, you need to learn how to say no. <laughs> and I love that he's not always polite. Like Lincoln about that chair, he's like, I'd rather eat it. I don't want it. You know, he's I like, don't. if it's our own citizen, he's not going to be polite about it. I don't need to be polite to you. You're not a king of anything. You're not the king of Siam. Honestly, it's surprising <laughs> that guy didn't shoot you, really, because you can make a lot of chair out of Lincoln. <laughs> there are a lot of bones in that oh, man. That's so disturbing. <laughs> Good bones on that man. Anyway. Lincoln logs, hope we call them. I you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do this. I held back so hard with the donkey, and it's all coming out. And now I got to get it out. Now it's coming out. All right. Thank you to our patrons at the Patreon. Thanks to Gami and Ashley and Caitlin and Lorena and Josh and Sadie and Natalia and Natalie and Kathleen and Caitlin, Daniel, Michael, and Julia. And Julia. Julia, Julia. Thanks for all your support. We love you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And we hope you enjoyed listening to presidents just like, what do I do with this? You should say no. (laughs) Always say no to Komodo dragons (laughs) and bears. Say no to bears and Komodo dragons. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Beep-boop-bop.